I left my failing business that resulted in thousands of dollars of debt and almost killed my passion for entrepreneurship to set out on a journey to build a business I could enjoy doing the rest of my life. I went all in to learn a new skill and found myself in the world of funnel marketing. Now I get to talk to entrepreneurs who are creating mass movements and empowering others. I don't know how I'll do it yet, but I know I want to join them. Follow me on my journey as I speak with top entrepreneurs to learn the strategies they are using to build their movements and grow their businesses. I'm your host, Susan Leonardson, and this is Amplify Your Impact. Hey everyone, on this episode, I'm so excited to have Jonathan and Sasha Schlossberg, and they are the founders of Holistic Made, that is a Phoenix-based digital marketing agency that caters to the health and wellness and intentionally driven companies. They are a husband and wife team, and they specialize in SEO and lead generation. Jonathan and Sasha, I'm so excited you're here because I actually have not had a guest on yet talking about uh, lead generation specific to SEO and Facebook ads. So I'm really excited for you to share that information that you've learned in your business with my audience. Um, but first, let's get started learning a little bit more about you. Tell us how you got started in your business. How did it come together for you in this way? We met in, we'll take you back, we'll time travel. <laughs> we, we met about eight years ago and we were in Los Angeles. We were both former professional actors. And so we were doing that. I'm still one. Thank okay, so you. she's still an commercial <laughs> running on TV, and I used to do television shows. And so uh, we ended up meeting, though, because you always had a survival job. We ended up meeting in, in the service industry at a restaurant. And this was before we were dating. We got to know each other. But we ended up working. Either I would go to a restaurant and bring her, or she would go to a restaurant and bring me. And we just we worked really well together. We knew we wanted more than just what we were doing. And so we actually started getting into real estate, realized very quickly that was not what we wanted to do. And um, through some happenstances of some really strange events, like a casting director inviting me to something and me wanted to meet her, we ended up getting involved in, in network marketing. And that was kind of our big foray into entrepreneurship. Like, However, because we were actors in LA with no, it turns out you need influence it's helpful to know people, know people with money. We knew none of that. Yeah, everybody we knew was like broke on like unemployment. And so, so we it, did everything we could, but we would like bring on other people that also had no money and no influence. And so we were like, okay, well, how do we, how do we actually, and then I got pregnant as well. And I had heinous throw up 10 times a day morning sickness. So we couldn't run out chasing products, going to events. And I'm an introvert anyway. So that was like, hard either way so we're like okay so how do we do this online and we started kind of envisioning like what is the right business look like so initially we kind of hopped around with network marketing companies online marketing so we learned all these skills in order to try to promote these products because we didn't have anything ourselves our uh then we were extraordinarily blessed and got taken under the wing of another really big network marketing entrepreneur so but it was also a huge internet marketer from yes. lead generation etc so he he took us under his wing and mentored us for, for two a, years two two and a half years um and the two of us it was trial by fire we we learned by doing learned by failing forward um like he, i'd always blogged but never monetized with him we would like build entire blogs with the monetization strategy already in place 
with the funnels, we would do the content creation and the strategy around what he was going to be selling. So we did that for like seven different Seven different verticals. We launched seven verticals we over 18 months, launching thousand person, thousand person event or close or yeah. something like that. It was crazy. Um, so we got into all of that, and and you know, in in that time, I also started learning SEO, um, and had that become about five or six years ago a real solid foundation as well. Again, it it was all adding tools to the the toolbox, yeah. if you will. Um, we would and, sit there and make lists of like all the different skills that we'd acquired, but still not yet working for ourselves. And um, then we were working for the company and she was the lead strategist and content creator. I was the VP of operations. And July of last year, we, uh, we prior to that, but we saw the writing on the wall and we could tell there was going to be some changes happening and funding dried up. So pregnant with our third child yes. um, in the third trimester, the two of us lost our job on the exact same day. And so not, not stressful or anything. And, and so we were like, what do we do? We had that moment of fear, but we also were like, okay, so we had a couple of clients that we were consulting with and one was our birth center and one was our chiropractor. And so through conversations Sasha had with a friend of hers. We were talking and she was like, she'd always been like, yeah, but I think women should have their own business. And I was like, I don't even know what she was talking about because she was really anti-MLM. And so we're sitting there talking. We're giving her like the sob story. Like, we don't know what's happening next. She's like, well, I would say create around what you already have. And it took that conversation for us to realize. And so I go, okay, well, holistic companies, that's it. So I leave this play date and I say to Jonathan, here's what we're doing. And he's like, no, no, we are not. <laughs> well, so I, I'm like, I, I was always the spaghetti at the wall. Like, I'm just going to throw it and see what sticks. Like the thought of niching down to like health and wellness, holistic business. And, and so to be perfectly clear, the name holistic made is we don't focus just only on holistic businesses, but it's health and wellness and intensive driven businesses. It's just, we like the way it sounded, the way it works. And it's also, uh, it, it's a play on it. Cause as we, we focus on the whole business, um, but so it scared me to death. I was like, that's too small of a niche. There's no way, there's not enough clients. We're not gonna be able to do this. Um, I'm so glad we did. I'm so glad I made that decision. <laughs> <laughs> that it was my not idea. No, it was great because um, it really allowed us to focus on what we were what we were good at. And reason being is, is we're, we're crunchy. We're, we're, yeah, it's how we we're, live our lives. We're, we're holistic. So, you know, so people can understand like, we, we are the type of people that we serve our clients, yet we have these skills in the digital marketing sense. So we, we go to a naturopath and, you know, we, we just in the past two weeks went plant-based. We see a chiropractor. Have the um, baby at a birth center, that kind of thing. A lot so of DIY. We brew our own kombucha, <laughs> you know, like, and you wouldn't necessarily think it like by seeing us on the outside, but that's just kind of how we choose to do things. Our kids, you know, are four and a half and two and a half and we just started a, today was their first day of school, but we're doing homeschooling. So like we, we just, people are going to think we're nuts. Well, we, we are, no, what we are money. absolutely nuts, but it allows <laughs> us to spend the time with our kids, raise our kids and live our life on our terms and then help the people. Cause these business owners, what they're, they're, passion they're driven. so passion driven, but they so often need what we can serve them with because they're not necessarily, not all of them, but majority aren't business minded. Yeah. I love that. I love that you guys are living on your terms and you are who you are and you've embraced it. 
And that's probably why you're doing so well in this business is because you have, you know, you're, you're putting yourselves out there in the way that like, this is us, take it or leave it. This is what we're about, you know, um, and you've created that um, culture or, you know, I, the idea of the holistic and, you know, health and wellness all around your brand. Um, and, and that's what people need to do. So, and actually let's just talk about that now. It's like, what are you, you kind of naturally fell into your niche because of the conversation that you had, um, with your friend, but what do you teach people now when you're, when you're coaching people through that? Like, how do you help them to find that specific niche that's going to help them, um, be able to put their message out there in a more refined way? I think oftentimes people, people know what it is and they can find it themselves. They, but the issue is getting past the fear, the fear of lack, the fear of, because once you are so specific, the competition kind of, kind of goes away. I think that we even, we experienced that even when we first started out, we wanted to do all around consulting because our expertise is so varied, but we quickly realized that the most scalable way for us was to get specific. So yeah, we can do things outside of that, but now our marketing is literally just that we do SEO and Facebook ads. So, I mean, we're as specific as you can get. And I think that, I feel like people know it. I don't know. Do you think people know, or do you think there's a method to finding it? I think there's a both. Okay. I think, you know, I think intrinsically they know, but sometimes you have to weed out the other things or you need to be able to say it and give a couple options to like, bounce it off of somebody else. Sometimes you just need that external validation. Um, you know, and of course, sometimes I, I, on the same note, there are times that, you know, people just don't know. They're just confused. And maybe it's fear or unsure, you know, unsure that whatever it is that they need someone to say, okay, this is your message and they can go yes or no. But by somebody else outside looking in, I think that always gives a, when you can be honest about what you see, even if you say the wrong thing, it's good. They're going to know if they're paying attention, how it resonates and they're going to go yes or no, and then have more clarity. So now I have a hard question. You're not going to like this question. What would you have told us four years ago that our niche would be? Uh, I know. Four years ago? Yeah. Four or five years ago. Say we didn't have any clients. Struggling entrepreneurs. <laughs> uh, right? Like, you know, that's the thing we all like go to. Let me let me help the struggling entrepreneur. And there's so many people out there that do that. that snake eating its own tail. You're selling an info product to people. You're making an info product about an info product without doing it. And I could just send them to a Gary Vaynerchuk video instead. I know, that's true. <laughs> you know? Um, yeah, I think that's... Yeah, that's, that's what it is. I think yeah. So there's like, there's like three things that you guys kind of touched on. Um, one is like earlier on, you said that you guys immediately went to like, like the, before your business. Now you went to real estate and immediately knew that that was not the right thing for you. So like in a way, um, like just trying different things, trying to reach different people, like different industries, different different types of, you know, niches could be a way to help, you know, weed them out. Like, oh, I definitely didn't like working for, for that group of people. Um, the second thing that you said, well, the, how you guys figured out your niche is reflecting on like the, the time, type of people that you are. You are those things. You are, you know, like you said, you're crunchy. You, you do those, you, you know, that's your lifestyle. And so 
you looked internally, like, who are we? That's who, you know, that's who we should go serve. And then the third thing that you guys said was, um, it took someone else to look in, took someone on the outside of it to give their perspective and help you realize that. Cause you know, sometimes looking inward, it's really hard to, to do that. <laughs> it's like, you, you're so connected with everything. And what you said just gave me so much clarity, hearing it, hearing it back. Because the, the thing is, is I don't think that most people would be in the situation we were in, like actors where your hobby and is what you're pursuing as a business. Most people have some kind of a hobby or an interest, like dirt biking. Like what is that thing that they would do if they had all the money in the world? And oftentimes that can be your audience that you're serving. Yeah. I love that. Awesome. Together we figured out. Exactly. <laughs> Collaborative. Thank you. So um, let's talk about SEO then. Um, that's what your business is. You help people figure out how to get leads to their business um, using many different methods. So um, SEO is, is one of those things that I find is a little bit elusive because um, I don't understand it. Well, I've never really taken the time to understand it. I'll be honest with that. Um, but also it's like in my world, it seems like people are afraid of it because I, you know, I build funnels for people and click funnels has this stigma of like, Oh, it's bad for SEO. But I think that that's just because people don't really understand how like the full, um, you know, SEO works. Like I think they're just focusing on a part of it. So I'm interested in hearing how you, how you use it and what maybe some tips you can give people to that, that, you know, they can go and implement immediately to help them with that. Absolutely. Uh, and so SEO for those that are know it great, but it's search engine optimization. It's essentially when you go onto say Google and you're like, I need uh, a shoe store. And you put, you know, and it's shoe store in the city you're in or whatever it is. It's fine. You know, it's what we do is, is we help our clients um, get to the top of the search engine. Because if you're on the first page, that's about 90% of all clicks. But if you're in the top three, you're getting like all the clicks. And, and that's what it comes down to. And so where difference, we do the two different things. And we do Facebook ads and then we do SEO. And SEO is the organic. Those are the people that are looking for you. Those are the people where you're not having to go out there and spend money trying to outreach to them by buying media and doing ads, where you get it so that your site comes up and when they're looking for you, which is high buyer intent, mm -hmm. they find you. Um, now you need to have certain things in place, your site, right? Optimized to like drive the lead or drive the call, et cetera. But when you can position yourself in what would be called the Google Maps, which those top three when the map shows up or within the first couple of Google, um, it significantly can improve your, your business. It's, it's a hard thing to sell. It's like selling faith because you're like, let me do my wizardry on your site and you're going to magically shoot up in the search engines, but you can't touch it. You can't feel it. You can't see it but it works. And so what I love is, is the processes we use, they work every time, some faster than others, some slower than others. But when you keep at it consistently, as I always say, going to the gym, it, it always works. And so this case study, I, I, I did it because I was like, I had so much trouble sometimes talking to, especially in our niche, sharing the value of why it's important that they would want SEO. 
Um, so I Googled the number one, we live in Phoenix. Scottsdale is a big sort of city out here. So I Googled the Scott, I, chiropractor Scottsdale and I called the number one Scottsdale chiropractor. Crazy. And just as you know, we're sitting here, I put my phone on speaker mode. I put my camera on my laptop and I, or desktop and I started recording the call and just was curious to see what kind of results they would get from being the number one. There's about 1600 searches a month, 1200 or 1600 searches a month uh, for that search term. And so in talking, I thought maybe they get a couple hundred searches and clicks or calls or whatever. And, and so in talking, I was like, and I'm, I'm, I'm doing some research for Google. <laughs> you know, I have to use them. And I was curious, you know, you're the number one Scottsdale chiropractor. You know, how many calls a month do you get from, from being number one? And she came back and she's like 550. She's like maybe 600. She's like, I, I get 20 calls a day just from that. And it blew me away because I know the power of it. But when, when you hear it from how it transforms a business, like I, I thought of that, if you're getting 500 calls, 550 calls, and you just close 10%, that's 55 new clients every month, yeah. month in and month out. I mean, what we do can literally force business to expand, hire more teams, uh, raise their prices because they're too busy, whatever it is. And so that's, that's what's really exciting is, is I actually finally had something where I can say, you don't understand what it is. Let me, let me show you this three minute video. How much more did our client make uh, because of the, the price raise? So we had our chiropractor um, through some consulting. It wasn't necessarily SEO, no. uh, but consulting. I just said, you need to raise your prices. And she was like, I'm not comfortable with this. But she was so busy. She didn't want more clients. Raised it by $5. And I was like, look, you're going to have people that complain and don't come back. That's fine. Weave them out. You're going to have people that complain that keep coming. And then there's some people that are like, well, finally, it took you long enough to raise your prices. Raising her prices by $5, just that one tip of advice, raised her bottom line by $70,000 in a year. Yeah. Just by that. And so, uh, like, we took her site, a brand new site. She lost her domain. I built a whole new site on a whole new domain. And over the course of, like, eight months, I have took it from nowhere. It's now the fifth-ranked chiropractor in her city. And That's so, yeah. yeah. And so, it can, it can completely transform your business and it is so crucial and here's the crazy thing the perception is is if you're number one number two number three on the first page you're the best yeah that's not true the literal like the best person could be on page 17 but it doesn't matter how good you are if you can't get found so it's relevant even for for bloggers as well i mean i blogged for a million years fantastic content like writing is my thing and you can't find any of those old blogs anywhere yet there's blogs that are kind of garbagey that are ranking because of seo it's just amazing yeah and, and and so it's it's i believe it is the foundation for the longevity of a business if you want to stick around long term you want to be ranking google because you want that footprint google that dominance every, yeah everybody talks about is google the largest search engine or is google the largest paid advertising platform right? Doesn't matter. At the end of the day, you know, Google wants to serve its customers, its visitors, the most relevant and most important information. And if you show up, they're going to reward you and send you the people. And if you want to have a business that lasts, you want to be there. So what would you say to those that like, maybe our business is, we're not unique. 
And maybe that comes back down to why you need to niche down. <laughs> but like that, we're competing, like we're competing with all the other people that are also trying to be, you know, ranked high in Google. So like, is there any tips or secrets to, you know, beat them out? Just out SEO them? Yes. Hire us. No. <laughs> uh, so yeah. So first of all, there, there are a couple of things. Like I always tell my clients first, any Anybody that ever talks to you about SEO that guarantees you the number one ranking, run from, because there's literally no way you can guarantee that. You can get close, you can get the first page, but to guarantee the first rank, top number one ranking, maybe on a random keyword, sure, but like there may, it, you, you can't guarantee that. I, my, my first thought goes to, you do want to be specific and like, if it's something crazy, like make money online, never, don't, don't, just don't even try. Like anything like that where you're competing against scam artists and major money in black hat tactics it's not worth it but for any random business that's like legitimate um having a very unique voice and then searching using something like answer what is it answer, answer the public to find search terms around or keywords anywhere or LSI you, keywords, like there's there's different ways that you can find keywords and subjects around. But what I'm saying about that is to use those to create the unique voice of your specific site. Because everybody has something specific about them, whatever their specific twist is, whether it's I came from a corporate background, I have whatever. Like if you go on, I, I love Instagram. If you hop on Instagram, there are a million mommy bloggers, right? But in order to build an audience and to have dominance, you have to have like differentiating factors. Even if it's the same as someone else's, it's, it's fascinating to me. And I think it's also interesting is when it comes to SEO, uh, a couple of things I would say is like the percentage of people hiring and bringing on SEO people like companies like ourselves to do it are, are, are lower. Mm -hmm. Yes, they're done. So you may be competing against one or two or three, maybe, uh, it also depends on the, the industry. But that being said, like somebody who takes an interest in their own SEO for themselves can have good results. Oh, they yeah. just they just don't know the things that we know and some of the other stuff that that we do on the backside that gives it that extra push. So bringing something on, getting those expertise, um, knowing the right tactics. If you if you're doing it, you, hands you want an, you want a site on WordPress. Like other sites can be rest, ranked, but that is just the easiest hands down. If you're like serious about it because there's so many other things that you can add into it and plugins, et cetera, that allow you the ability to monitor and actually have incredible like success out of that. And in addition to having the site on WordPress, I would say for a person who say they're selling a coach, right? Um, having, making the commitment to creating good blog content, but I would say two different sorts of blog content, blog content that'll rank, but blog content that people will want to read that'll go viral. And those are two different kinds of content. I'm just trying to think you want tips for your actual site yourself. Um, the title, like you have different pages, the titles, the H1 and H2s and the metadata and description all need to be working together. So this is going to be geek speak, but say you have a page and it's titled uh, your homepage and it's, you know, we'll just say chiropractor Phoenix, right? That's like the main keyword. So that's what you want as like the H1. H1 is like the name of the book, right? There's only one book, like name of a book. It's, it's, so it's Chiropractor Phoenix. And then you have H2s, which are like chapters of the book. So you'll have different H2s. You can have up to six to eight of them. You want one of those H2s, header two tags, to be the same as your H1. 
Um, but then in your title, you also wanted to use the H1 tag. So you would want to maybe say voted number one chiropractor Phoenix. Now you don't want to put in, sometimes Google will, like you could put chiropractor in Phoenix, but if your keyword is chiropractor Phoenix, you want to use that exact two word phrase. And then in the description, you want to add it too. Um, so when your H1 also is in your H2, which matches your title, which is also in your description, you're now telling Google that this is what this page is about and it's gonna send the right signals. Just fixing your title, headers, and meta description. Amazing. It, it can have, it can shoot you up three pages just like that. Um, and then making sure you're not over-optimized, that your keywords are in there with alt, alternative keywords that all talk around it. Um, that's kind of geeky, like technical in the sense but that can have a, a really good effect. You were gonna say something. Yeah, my, it's, an, it's a non-geeky one. It's a little bit more marketing, but oftentimes coaches, entrepreneurs don't, they, they wanna serve everyone so they don't actually say where they're located. Say where you're located, because obviously you can serve anyone on the internet, but if you are putting your location, how he said chiropractor Scottsdale, you are going to then be able to raise your own authority, network, meet more people within your own area. like. The internet is so big, but people want to feel connection. So branding yourself with your with your location is massive. And you can even, you know, you may have your your site and you may not be like a business that's serving multiple locations, but you can put like services or locations and you can create, like if it's a WordPress site, it's different funnels. Like, you know, we build funnels too. And you're not going to do that because the funnel has a specific purpose. But if you have a site, you can put like locations we serve or, you know, locations I've spoken in or any of those things. And you can create a Los Angeles, a Miami, a New York, and you're literally just duplicating the pages and you're just changing out the city. And that is telling Google that you're relevant in those cities. Now, those main cities are harder to rank in. Those obviously have multiple cities, regions, but you can, you can do that. Let's say you're in, let's say you're in. Louisiana, well, you could pick Baton Rouge and New Orleans and build cities around that and so that you could become the Louisiana expert or the North Dakota, except that I don't think there's enough people in North Dakota. <laughs> North Dakota is all on its own. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's that's just some stuff. We just gave you, we just said so much. Yes. <laughs> well, that was awesome um, because, well, I have a follow-up question. So it really is coming down to the words you're choosing to put on your pages, your website. Um, and you gave us tips, Jonathan, about like where to put them in the headlines, H1, H2s. Um, do you encourage all of your clients to have a blog to give them opportunity to put more words in there? Or are you able to help them if like there's someone that doesn't have any interest in maintaining a blog? Does it... Does it matter much? Um, yes. So content, there's three things. Content, citations, and backlinks. Citations are what are called an online directory listing. So it's like the yellow pages listing. And the more you have, the more power you have. And you want it to, this is another tip, you want it to be your Google My Business page, address, name, address, and phone number. It has to be identical to what's in the footer of your site, which that then needs to be identical to every citation you create. So if West is spelled out on one of the street and it's a W on another, those are two different listings and Google looks at it differently. So that backlinks are just other sites linking to your site, but then there's content. Content is king. Um, 
So you don't necessarily have to have 10,000 words, like to have just filler content doesn't make a difference, but having more content that's relevant, that's educating, that gives a good user experience. But if you're constantly adding new content. So for me, I don't care if you're adding new pages and new service areas and new locations, or you're doing a blog post once a week or twice a week or once every other week. Constantly adding information is telling Google you are an authority. So um, there's a couple schools of thought. Yeah, short consumable, 500 word articles, or do you want to put like a 2,000 word article? Um, I'll vary it because honestly, who's reading 2,000 word articles these days? They're, they're just not, you know? People want to consume things quickly and get on to the next. So I'll just do a bunch of 500 word articles and every once in a while throw in a big one. But I have clients that just will not. They, they want their rankings up. They don't care. They don't. And so I will literally just, I will have my writing team craft the articles. We'll SEO it and we'll put it up on the site. And, you know, it's speaking from their voice. So it's, it's like key. Having, having that content in written format is super important and mm -hmm. that makes sense you know because that's just more more words for people to find you by more um, pages that can potentially pop up in the searches hey guys thanks for listening to this episode with jonathan and sasha this was part one of my interview with them part two we are going to go into so much about facebook ads so make sure you go listen to that you can also check out jonathan and sasha at holisticmade.com and they, you can find them on social media as well. Just go ahead and search their names. The end of the next episode, you'll get more details on how you can find them. So go ahead, click to the next episode and listen to part two about Facebook ads.